0: Hello again, everyone. Thank you so much for joining me on the Profitable Practice Podcast. Today, I have uh, Jim Palmer on the show, and he is a big marketing guy in the States. He's worked with naturopaths, he's worked with chiropractors, he's worked with other medical docs, and he's actually worked with some of us in Canada as well. So I hope you're listening, and you can definitely give us your um, feedback on Jim's work with you. And the biggest thing that we're talking about, Today is the important of the importance, excuse me, of leveraging yourself on multiple social media and online platforms as well as generating more revenue. So the biggest thing that you know you'll hear graduates say, or um, new doctors, or basically anybody in the field say is: I would love to have more patients. More often than not, we don't actually want more patients, but we want each patient to be more valuable to the practice because we don't want to be given Giving up more of our time in order to make more revenue. So we are going to be going in greater detail throughout the interview on ideas that you can use to start implementing more strategies to creating passive income. For instance, what I have as a download for you guys is um, my five tools I use to record all of my presentations. Now, it's geared more for list building after your presentations, but I personally use all of the recordings I make for my presentations as a small source of revenue on my website. And I mean, I only sell it for five bucks, but that's still $5 that I didn't have to work really hard to make and can actually sell it on my days off or on weekends. So that, if you want to download it, is in the resources section on the website, but it's also directly maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash tool guide, and you can get that download and it gives you exactly what you need step-by-step on how to record your presentation. So you can create some passive income that way. But Jim is also going to touch on how you can you know, use different social media platforms and how sometimes you have to nurture your patients a lot more than you think you do before they actually walk into your office and become a paying patient. So I hope you get your pen and paper ready. And here we go with Jim. Enjoy. Hey, Jim. Thank you so much for joining us. Andrea, how are you today? I'm good. What time is it over there?
1: What time is it? It's like uh, six o'clock. It's it's an hour past five o'clock, which you know what that means. Right. it's the end of the day,
0: and yet we're still working.
1: We are still. You know what? Super successful people don't look at the clock that often
0: you know and that's funny that you say that because i have patients that wear watches and they're always checking their watch and i think the last time i wore a watch was probably a decade ago because it just didn't matter to me i was like time is always going to be time there means nothing right i
1: can't tell you the last time i don't know about you i i have not set an alarm in literally probably 10 years because i wake up i'm an early to bed early to rise guy. i mean we literally go to bed around nine o'clock nine thirty. Uh, I was up and working at 4.30 this morning, getting a bunch of work done before my usual routine of calls and things like that. So, I, you know, we, you're probably a little different because you got the, you got patience and you got to know the schedule. But for the most part, I, I, I do not – I'm not a clock watcher. It's not about that.
0: So, Jim, tell me how you got to where you are now.
1: Oh, boy. You know, so I had a, uh, a goal when I started my career. I wanted to be a VP by the time I was 40. And I made that. And then when I was 41, uh, I was VP of marketing and I my position was eliminated from the company. This <laughs> is my casual way of saying I no all longer right. was a job, right? right. And, um, but you know, I had uh, four teenagers at home at the time. And so with mortgage and food and insurance and all that stuff, I thought I knew I'm going to be a business owner someday, but now wasn't the right time. And, um, but a year later, I was still unemployed. Now, pretty heavily in debt keeping the family afloat and um, a a year into my unemployment I was also diagnosed with cancer so I really it, it was I call it my year of crises as I look back on it so things were not good and you know when you're at a very low point in your life there's only one way to go and that's up and so in October 2001 I started my first business Andrea and about five years four years later I was doing multiple six figures but I had the kind of business and I don't know, um, you know, for naturopaths, I'm, she could probably relate. I just felt like I was I was chained to my job and I had business cards. I opted for the glossy finish. Right. Right. And and it said president and founder of my own corporation. But I was the sole employee. And if I wasn't doing it, nothing was getting done. So. About that time, uh, my wife asked me, hey, Jim, you know, it's been a long time since we went on vacation, since like before the job loss, and I'd like to go on vacation. <laughs> and it wasn't a, a question of whether we could afford it, Andrew. It was like, holy crap, how do I go on vacation? Because right. my job, nobody, there's been no money being made.
0: That's right. And
1: that's when I decided to make a change again. So I, I, I figured, okay, I went through one kind of major shift. I'm going to do it again. So I started getting into internet marketing, learning all about direct response and leverage. and I started my second business and um, so it was like a membership site, and then I got a second and a third and a fourth. and ultimately I think I had six businesses. Then seven years ago, I started coaching because people are like, "How are you doing that?" And so I started a coaching program. then I started doing live events three years ago. and so
0: congratulations
1: thank you very much but you know it's 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 been a journey right and you know even with with naturopaths or accountants whoever you know one of the things you want to look for in in what i describe as a dream business andrea is multiple streams of revenue so you got your your main core business but how do you do other things which will bring in additional revenue and i'm very familiar with the naturopath you know, so there could be supplements, there could be speaking, you could have info products, training programs, home study courses, there could be a lot of different things. And a coaching program, you could help other naturopaths, you know, grow a more profitable practice, whatever that looks like, but multiple streams of revenue, because every business is seasonal, has peaks and valleys, it helps to to level things out. So that's a very long answer to your first question.
0: No, but that does tie into sort of where you are and where we're taking this call, right? So I 100% agree. My biggest um, impact that I've been making on my business is how can I make more residual income, income that requires no further effort from me, but stays on the internet as long as I'm living. And then of course, I have my mainstream of income, which is seeing one-on-one patients. But I think this is a place where a lot of the listeners don't realize that it's okay to create other streams of revenue. It doesn't mean that you're a sneaky salesperson because you always have things coming from different areas. And especially as a naturopath, you don't need to be just stuck in a brick and mortar situation looking for patient after patient after patient. You Mm -hmm. do need to start becoming creative with what it is that you're doing. So talk about these different multiple streams of revenue that you've seen drive success in businesses.
1: The first thing before you actually get there, though, is – and I write about this. I I think it was in my book, Stop Waiting for It to Get Easier. It's the difference in mindset of an entrepreneur versus a small business owner. Okay. Now, now most people – and I would think doctors are are just – because you use the word brick and mortar. Most doctors like this also. A small business owner wants to know, how do I sell more? whether it's goods or services, how do I sell more of what I sell, right? Yes. And if I need to increase my business, if I need to grow, I need to find more customers, clients, or patients. How do I sell more and more and more? So <clears throat> the example I give in the book is if you are if you own a jewelry store and you know, let's say you have a 1,500-square-foot store in a shopping center and you sell jewelry and next thing business is great, you pack in another showcase, more watches, more jewelry. Next thing you know, you're maxed out, let's say, at a million dollars. You can't put any more cases – so the, the very next thing, how do I sell more? Well, I open another location. So right. I keep selling more jewelry. But the other way to think about it, an entrepreneur is more wealth creation focused. In other words, how do I create financial independence through multiple streams of revenue? Because it's really all about financial security for you and your family and, and retirement and um, enjoying life before we all take <laughs> off, right? So what what that means is being open to earning money in things that are really not in your direct line of sight right now. So, you know, if you're, I'll just stay with the jewelry store example. So if you're a jewelry store and you do a million dollars, my guess is, and I don't know the jewelry store industry that well, but let's say the average jewelry store guy does $700,000 and you're doing a million, well, Instead of opening another jewelry store, maybe you put out an info product, start doing videos, you offer online coaching, or you do live events where people come in and you teach them marketing and co-branding and different things. This is how I built a million-dollar business. In fact, the title of your book may be How I Did a Million Dollars in Jewelry out of a 1,500-square-foot location, and here's how you can do it too. Something like that. Right, right, right. So if you apply that kind of thinking, it's really all about the entrepreneurs. How do I create more wealth and financial stability? And that often means looking at different ways to bring in revenue.
0: And with the naturopathic clients that you've had or the healthcare practitioners that you've coached, what were some of those revenue streams that maybe in the beginning they're like, can I do this? Is this possible? And you're like, yes. And it's, it's brought them some success.
1: I work with two naturopaths right now, one in Canada and and one in the States. And um, we're about three years into our relationship with one and two years into another. So we are basically taking their core business and we have just like exploded it with new revenue, which is kind of exciting. And, and, but, you know, people go, "Well, talk about that first. (laughs) Well, it's all about branding and positioning. Right. And so we we identified uh, what it was where the, we felt the greatest opportunity for growth is, where the highest potential for profit is, and where the potential for the longest term patient would be, right? Because yeah, I even work with people like podiatrists, and so the first patient, they usually see someone with a hangnail or something simple. Yeah. But if you develop a relationship, other things happen over time. I mean, podiatrists do a lot of diabetes work, and so yes. there's a whole bunch of things. But it always starts usually with something simple, right? Yes. And so, in the naturopath, they may come because they have digestive issues. Maybe they want to lose weight. They don't feel great. There's loss of energy. One of the um, one of the naturopaths I work with deals a lot with women and menopause and and low energy, which could be hormonal imbalance. You see, I'm pretty up on this you stuff. You are right? I'm
0: very impressed.
1: And so, what we do is we then create these products. We've created info products based around um, these the symptoms because you know here I am talking to a doctor right so people may come to you with with symptoms but it actually comes back to like some kind of a hormonal imbalance and they weren't even thinking that of course so so when we know what people are searching for somebody if somebody was to create a product here's what you need to know about hormonal imbalance well some people aren't even thinking that way so we create products and, and content, we put it out on the internet and videos, and that draws people into what they're looking for. They then contact and want to, um, you know, start a relationship with the naturopath, and then we get to treat the symptom. So, um, anyway, that's how we do that. But. What we're doing, I'll, I'll tell you what's down the road for, for both of these women that I'm working with, both of them have like just blossomed and people are noticing them. So I think one of the natural extensions is a coaching program, some some kind of a mentoring group yep. where you do group calls. You don't have to have a bunch of people come into your place. You don't have to travel. You could do it virtually. Yes. You know, maybe a group coaching call every month and maybe there's one day a week where you're doing one-on-one calls, you know, where you're helping people individually and You know, if 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 that course runs five hundred dollars a month, right, and and you get twenty people, I mean that's not a bad paycheck.
0: Absolutely. And I'd like to kind of stop there before we continue and go back to what you were describing. So you're talking (laughs) about the infographics, but I think what you're really talking about is the language. It's the language that you, you kind of adopted around so that it attracts that one particular person that you want to talk to. Can you touch on the language that a lot of us get tripped up on as healthcare practitioners and what we actually should be doing in order to generate those leads
1: it's no different for naturopaths or, or anybody so for example if i work with accountants or lawyers you when you start a business it's because you have a skill or a talent right whether it's god-given or whether it's acquired through learning this is how you start your business right and so everybody starts their business and they want to become better at what they do and i'll tell you this this is kind of a um, I don't know that it's so much a secret, but it's, it has to be revealed very often to entrepreneurs because they think the path to getting a higher revenue and a bigger business is becoming better at what they do. Yes. Okay, so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to tell you something right now. This is going to be <laughs> – this will be a barn burner right here. So you will earn significantly more income for who you are than compared to what you do All right you'll earn significantly more revenue for who you are so that is all about the branding and the positioning Mm -hmm. right and so people are searching for a result you know when I had cancer I had melanoma I didn't just go to a general surgeon and say hey can you operate on melanoma I did research I found out who the best melanoma surgeon was in the Philadelphia area and that's who I went to two years ago my wife Stephanie uh, slipped on the ice got a spiral fracture in her in her ankle very specialist. I didn't just look for a general orthopedic surgeon who specializes in spiral fractures. There's like, I don't know, 32 pins and all right. kinds of stuff. So we found an expert. Well, if you if you if you have hormonal imbalance or you have digestive issues or you're dealing with you know menopause or whatever it is, you generally want to go to somebody who is recognized as a leader in that in in that field, right? It's not enough to say I'm a great doctor, I can treat all these different things. You generally want to niche down first. Now, when you get a lot of patients from that niche, you can then broaden out. Obviously you offer a bunch of things, but you sure. start out with the niche. I'll tell you one thing, this will be a another uh, big tip. So this person that I've been working with for three years, um, we've created a new website, a new brand, she does a podcast just like you, she just wrote a book, and all this stuff is bringing more traffic and more patience. And by the way, she sees people through Skype video, you know what I mean? So she's not just in her little hometown, she now sees people actually internationally. Sure. So that's, that's another eye-opener, by the way, for a lot of people probably listening to your show, right? And um, one of the things we found out after we were doing kind of a a review on the website, we're looking at how much traffic's going there, but then I have some really people way smarter than me did a deep dive on why they're coming to the website. And while we do have an opt-in, so people go there, hey, here's some reports, some information, we found like fully 40% of the people coming were doing a search term that we didn't have a product for or information or a report in the website. So now what we did is we created a special landing page. So when people cl- had a, were searching for that, there's a button to say, hey, if you're interested in this, click here. And now there's a report specifically for that. Yes. And that's like the first point of contact. And now you, you know who they are. You know why they're there. You can feed them information, whether it's through videos or podcasts or blogging or newsletter, whatever it is. And now you're building that relationship.
0: And that's such an important thing for people to think about because there's a lot of naturopaths that I know specifically that think blogging is the way to go. I personally do videos. I love the the ability to interact on a verbal and, and visual level. But even at the end of every blog post, there always has to be some sort of a call to action. And I find people are missing that. They're missing that lead box to pop up. They're missing that, um, what is it called, uh, information upgrade. Click right. here to get my report. You need to find ways to capture those leads because, yeah, sure, you have 4,000 people reading your blog post, but how many leads did you get out of it? Zero, because you haven't created something like what you're saying, an info report of some sort or an information upgrade, and it has to be there. It has to be there.
1: And here's the thing. People buy when they're ready to buy. So if someone checks out your website, um, you know, when I had melanoma, you know, I had it. I think for a year before I was diagnosed. It was on my back. I used to be out there in the sun because I thought the healthy glow and right. and I didn't. And because I did, my wife would actually, well, that thing on your back looks hideous. But because I didn't see it, it wasn't important to me. But then she really called me out on. I went and got checked, and was like, holy crap. Right. But anyway, if, if people if when it becomes important to them, that's when they're going to move. You know, if you think of people who are overweight and may come to you because they want some kind of healthy weight loss program. Well, they're not just like skinny one day or and then, you know, overweight the next yes. day. It's a proc process and something triggers it. Maybe there's an upcoming homecoming or a wedding or you don't know what it is or maybe you just don't feel well, but At some point, something triggers the mind that says, I'm ready to take action now. And that's why marketers, marketing is not an event. It's a continuous process where you stay top of mind. Now, I like what you said about the blog, but here's the thing. Sometimes people will ask me, well, Jim, I don't have time to do everything. Should I blog? Yeah. Should I video? Should I podcast? What should I do? I said, well, ideally, you want to do a combination of everything. And they said, well, why is that? And I said, because people consume information in different ways. Some people like to read a book. And by the way, if you like to read books, you might want to read a Kindle. You might want to read hardback, paperback. You might want to read an ebook. I don't know. And then people like to um, listen to podcasts. Sometimes they'll listen to them when they're on the treadmill or at work or in the car. Some people like to read blogs. But some people don't like to read long things. So they want to print it out and sit in their chair or in the hammock or wherever and, and read it. And so people consume information in different ways, so you need to be marketing and touching people in a wide variety of of, uh, manners.
0: And a big thing to note is I'm listening to you say that and I'm panicking because I'm like, how could I possibly have the time to do all of that? And there are wonderful resources out there of people that can help with that, help you load, edit your video, help you load, edit your podcast. You just have to look for those. Do you have any resources there?
1: I I will give people some comfort. So by the way, um, you can do a two minute video and that's, pretty much the limit of what you should be doing with your videos. So two minute video. Um, I had a show uh, called Newsletter Guru TV. It was five and a half years. I did weekly videos. And so I started in 2009. My average video was seven to 10 minutes, but I built an audience on average 1500 people a week watched. But what I noticed over the last 12 months is that the, that audience wasn't growing. So I had a faithful audience, but it wasn't growing because the new people said, oh my gosh, that's a 10 minute video. Right. Right. So what I did is I, I stopped Newsletter Guru TV and I rebranded to the Dream Business Coach TV. And those videos are two minutes long because people can consume that in a really short, obviously, period of time. But let's say you shoot your video. The next thing you want to do is you can send that to somebody to have it transcribed. And that can become a blog post. Absolutely. Maybe a very a slight amount of touching up. Your, your interviews can be blog posts. They can be videos. They can be audio-only podcasts. By the way, my third book, which is probably over my shoulder, was called The Fastest Way to Hire Profits. It's 19 immediate profit boosting strategies you can use today. When I started that book, um, by that time, I had uh, over 150 videos done. And I looked for the 25 or 30 best ones. I sent them to somebody and got them transcribed. And then I went and edited. I did a lot more content, but that was the genesis
0: wow. of that book. Yeah.
1: So it's all about repurposing the content that you have. And by the way, here's another thing uh, I do a weekly e zine, a weekly newsletter in addition to the podcast, the videos, <laughs> right. the books, the articles, all of that. But there's a lot of repurposing. So um, if I publish an article today, I may republish it six months or a year from now. Yep. Because, yeah. first of all, even if you did read it you're not going to go hey i think i read that you may but you may get something you might well, get sure. something else out of it
0: absolutely but,
1: but somebody asked me once well jim you know if you do a video on say retention and you write on retention and you do this isn't that like i said you know what if i thought my average follower fan friend whatever read every blog, watched every video, listened to every podcast, read every newsletter and read every book. The biggest problem I would have would be my ego because nobody
0: does that.
1: You know, if somebody may, some, like I say, people will consume information in different ways.
0: Now, if you could choose one marketing tactic, what do you think you would choose? Video. Okay. And why is that?
1: Because it's a it's it's the only way that you can connect with somebody without being there in person. I agree. You know, when I started internet marketing in 2006, it was all about blogging and the internet and article marketing was really big back then. So it's all the written word. Then the next thing, there was something called audio generate. I remember now you can put audio on your website and it wasn't even auto. It used to be click here to hear my opening message. It was rudiment, right? right? But then it grew and then video. Um so the uh, the doctor that I'm working with now in Canada she has not only she not only blogs, she videos, she has a podcast, she's also an expert guest on other people's podcasts. She does all of all of what I teach. She told me a story about 6 months ago Andrea and it went like this. He said, "Jim, I, I got a new client or patient, and I got I got to tell you about this." So The websites that I do are not like very stoic doctor websites. You know, they're they got to have an an appeal to people. Right. So automatically the website that we created for her was maybe a little bit outside her comfort zone. But she said, no, I like it. But anyway, she said a patient uh, heard me on a podcast, checked out my website and thought it looked a little markety not a great word but you understand what I'm saying right yeah he, then he bought he got my book read my book and thought I had some good information in my book I mentioned my podcast and he started listening to my podcast and he thought you sound you sound like you know what you're talking about so you right. can hear your voice and stuff and then um, in the podcast I guess she was talking about the videos and he checked out her videos now up to this point he still hasn't decided that she's the doctor when he met her, as he said via the video, and she's very—I um, don't say she's meek, not anymore—but she's very laid back, right? Yes. I had to really push her outside her comfort zone <laughs> for a lot of this. But when when I saw you on your on your videos and I saw how kind of low key you are, but I could feel that you really cared. That's when he made the yep. appointment, and I said, "Wow, do you realize it was." everything that i taught and everything that i'm telling you to do it all worked but the video is what sealed the it. deal Yes. And
0: and I 100% believe in that. And I can tell you, I can't, well, I can't tell you how many times I've had patients say, I heard about you. I Googled you. Video typically comes up on Google higher than a lot of blog posts do. So they saw my videos and it was the video because they're like, I really like how she explains things or I really like her personality. And that was why they connected with me. And and that's why even with this podcast, I always record video because you just don't know who's going to be watching or listening to what.
1: And you know what the thing is, and this is what this is what it, it's hard for people to understand doctors, everybody. But uh, when you do video, as the expression I use is people are, are going to get a full measure of who you are because you can't hide right with the written word you can polish that thing up I mean I've written six books I don't I barely finished high school I'm kidding a little bit but you know I'm not a writer I didn't go to journalism school but I've got some good information my very first book Andrea somebody actually wrote and said hey Jim did you know on page 16 there's a dangling participle I have no idea what a dangling (laughs) participle is but I said did you learn anything oh yeah it's a great book and I said okay fine right
0: I've had that too
1: I know right but the point is Uh, people will find out who you are in a very authentic way. So I encourage everybody just to be themselves. Like, you know, I'm telling some embarrassing stories about my lack of writing skill, but, and you know, probably my interview style is very off the cuff and maybe even, you know, whatever, but you know, you, you are going to attract the right people based on who you are authentically. And, but you are also going to repel some people. I've I had uh, well about a year ago I had a uh, an attorney actually contacted me said I'm interested in your coaching program we talked and he goes you know I've watched a lot of your videos you seem like kind of I don't he didn't say silly but he seems you seem very carefree I think something like that (laughs) I said that's who I am. And he says, you know, I'm not sure that would go over big in our law firm. I said, well, first of all, I don't visit anywhere. It's all virtual. Mm -hmm. But I said, second of all, you know, this is who I am. So I don't change for anybody. I said, at that point, I said, listen, about 13 years ago, I faced my mortality and I don't take life too seriously anymore. I'm very good at what I do, but I like to laugh. I provide value, but I enjoy life. And that's if, if that's hard for you to roll with, if you're in a real, if you're in. And I said, I don't mean this in a demeaning way, but you're in a kind of a stuffy a uh, lawyer environment and they're going to find my, my ways off-putting, then this is not a good fit.
0: And that's a really important thing to know, too. And, and I want to ask you this as well, is we are in the people-pleasing business, our, mm-hmm. our job is to please. We are predominantly in the customer um, service business. Yeah. How do you work with your clients to get them to be comfortable with no, be comfortable with I don't want to, be comfortable with the negative side of things? Because even with newsletters, you have that person that unsubscribes and it's like your yeah. heart breaks because you're like, oh my goodness, <laughs> what am I doing? But ideally you want to keep the people that are going to sing your praises and you do not want to hang on to those people that are gonna just huff and puff and not do anything so how do you work with that mindset with entrepreneurs
1: so first of all it is a bit of a mindset like you have to get over the fact that you're not meant to please everybody you're not meant to do business with everybody and if you start to back off so you can try and maybe save or capture a potential relationship you're going down a bad path and here's the thing you when you start trying to please everybody, you are an also you're just like every other person. In fact, one of the kind of the high level strategies I teach my my clients is about slowing down the sale and even repelling the sale. So um, in, in, in my own world, I had a guy uh, just two weeks ago. Uh, he said boy, I really want to do this, but how fast can you deliver results? And I said listen, this is a process I don't do I don't do magic pills or overnight instant success. That's not me I'm, I'm very old-school. I know how to build businesses, but it is a process all right I don't
0: know who could do it overnight. I know I said, if anybody tells you that
1: well, <laughs> yeah. see everybody wants the microwave success Yes, and there's plenty of people who will do that and I said um, I can't do that now He did join the program interestingly enough uh, when he booked his first uh, call with me, I saw on the notes section of the calendar appointment center He said I'm looking forward to getting my my uh, Marketing plan on the first call <laughs> and I replied I said I told you you're not gonna right. I said it'd be like a doctor prescribing something without doing a full evaluation I got to get to know you. This is a this is a journey. We're going on It'll be completely rewarding, but this will take a little time now I've done that and in more cases than not it has actually drawn more people to me because it's being honest, right? Absolutely. Anybody can take, you know, anybody and that just makes you an also. So people and here's the here's the thing behind that People want what they can't have. So if they think they're about to get you and you're like, oh, I'm going all in and then you say, you know, I Want to make sure before before we uh, engage that this is a good fit for both of us And, you know, this, so I'm going to give you some of the language I use, okay? So here we are. We're at the end of the day, so you got me in a weak spot. I'm going to (laughs)
0: give you some really good stuff here. No, I love it.
1: So if somebody um, is saying, yeah, I want to do this, what you want to do is you you pause a little bit and you go, you know – I really believe you want to do this, but I, I need to check in with you before before I accept you as a as a patient. That terminology is very powerful because before I accept you as a patient, <clears throat> excuse me, is 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 right? It's like whoa! I thought you know like, as right. long as I'm here and here's my credit card. No, it doesn't work that way. So you know I, I invest. So it's not just you know we're going to come in and see each other for five minutes. I'm the I'm a naturopath. I invest my time, my energy, my brain power, <clears throat> I find out what's wrong, I fix what's wrong so you can feel healthy and normal again and active. And I, I, there's a lot of investment that goes into the relationships that I have with my patients, right? And so I wanna make sure, that because for this to work, it has to be a two-way street. So if you're the kind of if you're the kind of person and, and listen, this is OK if it's who you are. So now you're making it OK. If you're the kind of person who in 30 days when I get you to a little bit of point where you're feeling better, you're just going to bolt and not finish the, the process so you can live a longer, healthier life. You know what I mean? Then I just as soon not get started with you. So let me check in with you. Are you in this for the long term or are you just looking for a quick fix? Now, I just gave you gold there, right? Because if you do that. You may have one or two people out of 100 say, you know what, I just want to feel better, give me a pill. But right. most people are going to sell you the doctor on the fact that they're committed and they want to engage, and they're and they're sort of saying, yes, I'm in this for the long term. And now.
0: I was just going to say, how much of a strength is that when they make the decision? I mean, when they feel that they made the decision and it's in their control and their hands, I think you can basically do whatever you need to do with that patient because they're like, I'm I'm yours. You do what you got to do. I right. trust you completely.
1: But you see, you said something very good, Andrew. It's when they make the decision, but in that last like 30 seconds of the what we're actually in, and let's just be honest about it, we're in the sales environment right now, right? And so when they say that and they own it, they're also selling you the doctor that yes, you want to take me as a patient. Yes. It reverses the role. And now you get a commitment up front because listen, I know your I know your business. You you will have a, a bigger, healthier, more profitable practice if the longer you keep patients. And that, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as you're always delivering value, helping them achieve a better, healthier lifestyle, then you're good. Then You you are operating with the full integrity. But it's better for you. You know, what's interesting is some of the people that I've worked with, they actually don't take on a large number of clients because I help people raise their rates. So they actually work with the same number or maybe smaller, but they're making more money yeah. because they're getting a better quality of patient that's staying longer and paying them more. So... It works for everybody
0: absolutely now we've talked a lot about all the different things that we can do and I just want to know how on earth are you getting all of this done
1: I have a really magnificent team I have 13 people that help me run the various businesses but um, I do something called a bookend schedule so all of my coaching calls all my clients uh, all the interviews that I do like I'm doing with you they are done on Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday And so the bookends are Monday and Friday. Those are no – I have no calls in or out totally free days in the winter and when it's cold I'm in Pennsylvania so in the winter I'm hunkered down I'm usually working writing a book or whatever but that's a high production day for me as far as creating content because I know there's no interruptions that's right Tuesday Wednesday and Thursday from 8:30 to about six o'clock I'm non-stop back-to-back on the phone or on Skype or whatever and then in the summertime because I'm a big boater I can have either a three-day or a four-day weekend and still do my job three to three days a week I'll I'll tell you tuesday wednesday and thursday when i end my last call i'm kind of brain dead because oh, <laughs> you're, you're always that. on it's like you right when you're seeing you 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 can't skate through yeah. patient appointments i mean you got lives at you at stake right so yeah. you need to know what you're doing so it's a situation where it's not real physical in fact that's my detriment as i'm in my chair a right. lot but um that's how i've set up my business and that's that's people have different definitions of what a dream business is that's kind of mine I want I want freedom to enjoy my boat in the summertime go visit my grandkids and my kids and all that and um, so that's how I set up mine and, and some people and oddly enough including the um, the woman doctor I keep referring to up in Canada at our last group mastermind meeting at our event she said I see patients three days a week and everybody including a lawyer said oh my gosh yeah. you're my idol <laughs>
0: But we need to have those breaks. And I think what you said there was very important about the no distraction day. And um, I've spoken about this prior where blocking your time and keeping it blocked is so incredibly important when it comes to creation and and doing the things that you have on your to-do list. Because I can tell you with patients, when I first started, I was seeing a patient at nine and then I had a half an hour break and then another patient and then an hour break. And when you have those little breaks in between patients, You're not going to be able to get into anything or get anything done.
1: It's really tough. You know, I've, um, I work with a podiatrist, Dr. Michelle in in Los Angeles and what she did. So she was seeing patients four days a week. She cut it down to three. Now there's not those half hour gaps where you can't get into anything. Yeah. So she has marketing Monday. She does a whole bunch of marketing. She does interviews. She does all this stuff on Monday and Tuesday. She does some other things, but she basically sees patients three days a week. And she also, so, you know, we started out on the call, Andrea, talking about multiple multiple streams of revenue. Sorry, I'm getting ahead of my speech here. But, you know, so not only is she a podiatrist, she's a yoga health instructor. So she created a home study course. She's doing, doing a mastermind program. She actually created a line of shoes. So she's taking her general knowledge, which started with the podiatry practice, but general health and conditioning. And now she's built multiple streams of revenue and she sees patients three days a week.
0: Now, I don't think I've asked you this, but what is your number one strategy, you think, for creating income in a business?
1: It really is, uh, and I know this will sound um, easy, but it's listening to what your patients or clients are asking for. So I'll, I'll, I'll take you down the road. I'll, I'll really shorten this up for you. But when I... Um, so my first my first business that I talked about was in the newsletters and I was writing and designing newsletters so I was doing it all and then when I started no hassle newsletters I was creating content that uh, people could put in their newsletter the reason I did that was the number one thing that my excuse me my corporate clients were telling me is I never know what to put in my newsletter so I started creating this content it's kind of filler yeah I started getting subscribers. People started subscribing to it. Then I started getting feedback. Well, we love the content, but how do we get somebody to design a newsletter? I don't have a designer on staff. How do I find I said, ooh, so I created these, what I call Done For You templates. Now the program, No Hassle Newsletter, is Done For You templates. It has content, and I started raising the price and getting more people. Then I started exhibiting at at, uh, marketing seminars, and some of my very clients would come up and say, hey, we love the content, we love the templates. Um, but I know in your book, that's in 2009, I wrote my first book on newsletter marketing. I said, I know there's a certain way you like to print it and fold it. How do I find a printer? Or how do I tell somebody to do that? I said, Hmm, I created my concierge print and mail on demand program. And at that point I created a, I, I coined a phrase. I said, I could make a referral or I could create a revenue stream. So every time a client was asking me for something, I could easily say, Oh, you want to go to Sir Speedy or you want to go here or there, or I could create a program. So within 30 days, I, I got a partnership with a printer, so I don't own a bunch of printers, but I take I create this. I take the sales. I give the, the mailing list and the uh, print ready files to my my buddy. He prints them and mails them. He charges me one thing. I charge another and I make a markup on that. Sure. I never have to touch anything right now. Sometimes we're doing 40,000 newsletters a month. Right. So the next thing is people are saying, Jim, you're really doing well in social media. How do you have time to write all that stuff? Huh? I could tell them how or I so I created no hassle social media and we create all this content that in a whole I mean all these different topics that people can make blog posts out of and Twitter tweets or all that different stuff. (laughs) So now we got people paying us, you know, on average thirty seven dollars a month for all this content that they can use on social media. I think I'm up to four or five and it just kept going from there. And then, you know, the my largest revenue stream now is the coaching business when people started out. So if you listen to what people are asking for. And, and, and train your brain, instead of being helpful, and I don't mean, not, don't be not helpful, but instead of just automatically saying, oh, you want to go here, oh, you want to use that writer, oh, there's a designer I know, you say, hmm, can I create a business here?
0: And from a practitioner's perspective, we've talked about this in other podcasts and in other blogs and newsletters, is don't be afraid to send surveys out to your patients every single time, what is it that you like, what is it that you yes. want more of, because I like to think as entrepreneurs, we have all kinds of ideas floating up in the air and we could spend hours and hours and hours developing a new program and then nobody buys it because nobody wants it. But if you start listening...
1: That is the best advice you could give because, listen, um, because we think it's a good idea doesn't mean there's a market for it. So, you know, I started doing surveys as my No Hassle Newsletter program was growing what can we do to improve it we're thinking about doing some different things and we started getting feedback hey i'm a realtor now even though my templates can work in almost any i'm a realtor i'm a this so there was like nine categories from realtor to mortgage broker to you know residential home cleaner to doctor dentist etc those are like some of the most common businesses that use a newsletter said so we'd love to have one so in, i said well This was slightly different from I could make a referral. I said I could teach them how to use this newsletter better for that or I just create it. So I created nine additional newsletter templates. Right. Which I'll give you a little bit of a secret. I hope nobody's listening. Uh But I basically took my templates and made a custom header – and I wrote one article on the front page which was specifically about each of those industries. The rest of it is the same. Yeah. And now I, I started getting a lot more members because I asked the question like you suggested. And enough people said, boy, I'd love this, that, and the other thing. Now I just give them what they want.
0: And there's nothing wrong with like having templates that you just completely pump out, pump out, pump out. The people don't care. They just want to get it. They just want the f- – They want the they result. They want the stuff. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I I say nobody really wants to do a newsletter. What they want is they want to get more referrals and they want to get more repeat business out of the current customers they have. And a newsletter is really good at that. So again, there's the there's the message that you're going to sell, but it's what people want. So I don't necessarily sell newsletters. I sell it. It's the secret to getting more profitable repeat and referral business. So that's the message.
0: Now I always love to end my podcast with a few action steps that the listeners can take literally as soon as they get off the call. What do okay. you think would be the first couple of action steps that people should do based on what we've talked about today?
1: Um, I would suggest, first of all I'll go back to what I said, you'll learn significantly more for who you are than what you do. So I would go look at your website, look at your branding, look at your business card if all it says is your name and you got a few alphabet letters after your yeah. name and it says naturopath or whatever, that's an also. That's an all. That's, oh, you're one of those people who also do that. You got to find a way to create a brand that will help you stand out. Okay. Uh, that's number one because. You know the old expression, you only get one chance to make a first impression. So when people are looking at you and finding out what you do, that has to be really important. It has to make that connection. So I would look at that. The other thing I would do is uh, recognize that it's not the deliverable. So getting better at what you do, going to seminars, oh, I just found a way to diagnose this quick or something like that. It's not the deliverable. It's meeting their expectations but knowing that people are going to connect with you and come to you because they view you as the go-to person that can help them with that. And especially if you do that little takeaway push away like I did, now they're going to know it's, oh, no, no, no. I'm really that person. I want to – you know what I mean? Yes. So that would be helpful. It all it all kind of boils down to mindset, uh, Andrea. And um, I'd, I'd love to give uh, – make an offer to your listeners if that's OK. Please do. So, my latest book, my sixth book, is called Decide the Ultimate Success Trigger. So, my previous five books were really marketing, general business building. They're all good, but Decide is all about how to take what's above your shoulders, your mindset. Because here's the thing you could be the absolute best, most highly skilled person at what you do, but if you don't believe it and if you don't accept the fact that You're controlling your destiny. You're controlling how successful you're going to be. You won't get out of your own way, right? And so in the book, I just – one of the things I talk about – I talk about how to get over yourself, how to not be afraid to be authentic, how not not to worry about criticism. So I attack all of these different things, right? But one of the things that's important in that book is it's what i call a a. 3am holy crap moment (laughs) so maybe maybe your listeners have had one maybe they're having one tonight but it's three o'clock in the morning it's pitch dark your eyes are open you're looking up at the ceiling and you're going holy crap how am i going to make payroll tomorrow Mm -hmm. holy crap i haven't had a new patient in six months holy crap i haven't paid myself as the owner of the practice the doctor i haven't paid my all these different things and what i suggest to people because i've had this happen to me and I, i share a lot of this in the book at that point you need to get out of bed, you go into the bathroom, you look in the mirror and you go, "You're the one that's holding me back." Yep. Because I'll 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 come clean with you. I I worked with a very good mindset coach several years ago. And there were people that were doing, you know, entrepreneurs in the online space, coaches and things like that. And so there were people that I, I look up to that I that I would like to mentor or be mentored by and things like that. One of them said, "So Jim, what makes you think you're entitled to the same level of success as X, Y, and Z? Yet you're not willing to do the same things they're doing to grow their business. Uh-huh. Now, that was one of those things where it was kind of like a, a,
0: right. a, a
1: You know what, slap. I won't curse on here, but you know <laughs> you can say
0: bitch slap. It's it was okay. a bitch slap, right?
1: And I, I felt, I said, wow, because Andrea, at that time, uh, every successful coach I know was doing their own seminars, live events. Uh, they were out there speaking in a big way. I was petrified of public speaking, you know, all these different things. And I was trying to find a way to be successful. So if, if you picture like a highway, there's all these uh, people that I, I thought I was one of. They're going down the passing lane and I'm trying to find a way to go around in the breakdown lane. I'm going to get there, but I'm not going to do all the stuff they're doing. And in reality, that's no way to build a business. Mm hmm. And so the, the thing it comes down to is you have to get out of your own way and you also have to realize that if you're not achieving the success you want in your practice, it's because of you. And I'm, you know what? I'm, I'm not going to say your name and I haven't yet today, so I don't want to slip. But one of my clients that I'm talking about, she, she said this to me. She goes, uh, Jim, I finally realized that I'm just nothing but a bag of excuses and she said, I want to invest in your program because I know if I put the money down, I will do what Absolutely. you tell them to do. So there's people who go to seminars and they read books and they get the information. But again, because mm-hmm. of <clears throat> excuse me, what's going on upstairs, they're not getting through. So when you invest in your future, that's going to be sometimes what propels you to – higher levels of success
0: and I love everything that you just (laughs) said because I've seen in my community the people that whine and complain and say well we didn't learn enough business in school and you know it's this person's fault and this person's fault and you're saying exactly what I think is the root cause to all of that is that people aren't saying well what haven't I done what do I need to do to make this better have I taken extra steps to make sure that my patients are well taken care of am I calling them back in to to um, have another quick visit to just say you know it's been three months i just wanted to make sure that you're doing okay and so often we like to put the blame elsewhere but really everything like we expect this from our patients we expect them to take responsibility and yet when it comes to our business we don't want to take responsibility for the fact that the bills aren't getting paid or that there aren't patients walking through the door so i think what you just said is the perfect thing that people need to be thinking about as we move forward on starting your practice running your practice is that it all comes down to you I'm afraid and your mindset so I love that you said that
1: uh, So if people are going <clears throat> there may be some people in any audience in your in your audience Andrea there's going to be probably 70 or 80% of the people who are resonating with what you and I are talking about and there's going to be maybe 20% who are going mm, I don't know that sounds a little off to me right I don't have to do that right I'll just keep getting referrals, right. you know, whatever. But here's the thing, and so this is this is really the proof. Aside from what I told you about the revenue that my my two clients have experienced, my um, naturopath in Canada instituted an application. You can you have to apply to be considered to be a patient there. Wow. She was. Very nervous to do that. Yeah. Again, I pushed her. So, when people are coming from the book or they're this or that, they apply to be considered to have a phone call to see if they can come in to be considered to be a patient.
0: That sounds and crazy then, to me.
1: <laughs> when they jump through those hoops and and she act, I said, "Listen, I got to tell you what's going to happen." She totally didn't believe me. I said, "Because of the book, the videos, all the things you're doing, there's going to be you. You are creating yourself to be a celebrity." She goes, "No, I'm not, Jim." Turn red and everything. And I I said, "Listen, it's going to happen." And then it did happen. Oh. I almost said her name, but I'm not going to say it, but I'll say Joan. Hey, Dr. Joan, I read your book. I watched your videos. It's so great to meet you. And then, you know, thank you very much. I'm glad to meet you. And then they go through the thing, and then she does the thing, and she says, you know, I just I need to check in with you because I invest. Oh, no, no, I am committed. And now her practice is booming.
0: Awesome. So
1: this stuff works.
0: And you just have to take a bit of a risk, right? It's always yes. stepping outside your comfort zone, but often that's when the biggest payoffs happen, I think.
1: They all, there's no big, if you think about it, there's no big reward for operating in the safe zone. mm mm-hmm. I mean... Andrew you look pretty young but I'm sure you remember when Federal Express got started right? they started like in the in the no, that's way I have no you- idea <laughs> FedEx Federal Express oh, you know who Federal Express is right Of course, yeah overnight so they got started in the late 70s I graduated high school in 76 my brother started with them when they first got going he, he retired from there one of the few people who stays with one employer but when when Fred Smith you know he wrote this paper in in college about this overnight delivery system the spoke wheel thing and he got like a C well When he started this overnight package delivery service, I'm I'm speaking about risk now. He didn't just buy a used Cessna plane and try and deliver packages around Tennessee and Kentucky. He invested in multiple DC-9 jets, a pilot, co-pilot, ground crews, delivery, everything. He went all in. I, I describe it. He took his chips and he pushed them into the center of the table and he bet big. People that achieve big results bet big on themselves big bets equal big rewards and and so if people want to reward if they want a really really good growing profitable practice they need to bet on themselves
0: jim you are amazing (laughs) i love what we've talked about tonight and if people want to get in touch with you what is the best way
1: uh, I'll give you two websites. Well, first of all, let me tell you about the book. So yeah, I was just de- going to
0: say, you're going to offer people I something. I it off
1: of there. So yeah, we went deci- way
0: off on a tangent yeah. there. <laughs>
1: Decide for Success Book. Decide, F-O-R, successbook.com. It's not a digital download. It's an actual 186-page book. I'll mail it to you. Uh, the only thing I'll ask you to do is cover 6.95 for shipping and handling, but I'll mail you the book. This book will change your life. Um my home base is getjimpalmer.com www.getjimpalmer.com. If anybody wants to learn more about my coaching that is dreambizcoaching.com dreambizcoaching.com.
0: And I'll have all of those links in the podcast notes so you don't have to worry about memorizing it tonight. But again, Jim Palmer, thank you so much for your expertise. You're awesome. Thank and your you, insights. Andrea. It was wonderful to have you.
1: You're doing a really, a really big service for a lot of folks with your show.
0: Thank you. And I hope you have a wonderful evening. And I'm sure we'll have you on the show again soon. Awesome. Bye. So there you have it again, folks. Another wonderful interview in the books. And I hope you took a lot of notes because that was jam-packed. Again, I offered you my um, free tool guide that you can download on how you can step-by-step record your presentations, use them as a source of passive income on your website, and that is maximizedbusiness.ca forward slash tool guide, or simply go to the resources section on my website. Definitely consider using me as a personal coach to help you maximize your business. Start by You know, just booking in that 30 minute strategy call that I have on the website. Or you can just say, you know what, Andrea, I am ready to maximize my practice in the next three months. Let's just do it and we can start coaching you right away. Because I'm sure you've seen the theme with all the people I've interviewed. They always say that business coaches are something that really helps to leverage your practice and it gives you someone to bounce ideas off of. And of course, just like with our patients, hold you accountable. So visit the website website maximizebusiness.ca everything you need from me including old podcasts the 30 minute strategy call the resources section is all there as always please leave your reviews directly on iTunes so that I know how the show is doing for you what you like what you don't like and it helps it rank for other practitioners to also start listening I'm Andrea Maxim and I'm out